When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. What's up, everybody? And welcome back in to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. Guys, this is episode 113 of this podcast, and we're all three here tonight. D-Lane, DG, my two co-hosts. I'm your host, Blake Lane. And, uh, and guys, I'm excited to have you. Uh, we're, we're here to talk a little bit about Soto going to the Padres, and then we're going to spin the wheel, and we're going to two SEC teams, and we're going to break down their schedules, give our thoughts on, uh, on what, ty- what type of season uh, they're going to have. So, uh, D-Lane, DG, uh, I'm glad to have you guys. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, same here. Just chilling on. <laughs> D Lane, if it's short and sweet, yeah. Uh, having a great time. <laughs> um, and, uh, it's been a minute since all three of us have been on here. And, uh, and a, a lot of shit has went down, okay, in Major League Baseball. But, you know, we want to hop on here and talk about uh, the biggest thing that went down, and that is Juan Soto getting traded from the Washington Nationals to the San Diego Padres, all right? And a lot of shit happened in the trade, okay? Eric Hosmer happened, like, Luke Voigt happened, like, you know, it was was a messy trade. It was a messy trade. And, D-Lane, I want to start out with you right here on this, and what were your – thoughts when you first heard the news break what were your thoughts on just Soto leaving DC and headed to San Diego um it was uh, I'm not gonna say it shocked me because I kind of I kind of felt it coming because I mean there had been word around that you know it was 
like at first, you know, we kind of thought the Yankees were going to trade for him. And then, uh, and then you just found out the Nationals, man, they wanted like five top prospects and, and, a, and a guy on the MLB roster. And it's like, man, the Yankees just can't do it. And then they threw around, you know, like the Dodgers and then there was the Padres. And then it kind of slowed down with the Padres. And then at the last, you know, second, it was like the Padres come back and then it breaks and it's like, you know, Nationals give Soto and Josh Bell for, you know, all the, uh, for those prospects. And then we see, you know, well, you got till, what was it, six o'clock, I think, Eastern time for Eric Cosmer. Yeah. And it's like, he could have ruined the whole, I mean, he could have ruined the, the Padres season um, because if he don't, you know, if he declines the trade, you know, it, it possibly never happens. And then obviously they found a way around it um, and made the deal happen without, uh, without Hosmer which really and truly I didn't want him in D.C. anyway. But uh, it just – it really wasn't a – it really wasn't a big, like, shock. I think really the Josh Bell being in there was more of a, a shock than the Soto just because we had kind of – we had kind of heard the Padres were going to, you know, possibly make that move, and they had all the prospects to do it. And it just mm-hmm. – I don't know. I mean, I, obviously I hope, I hope Soto succeeds. I mean, he's my favorite baseball player. Um as of right now. And I mean, he probably will be his whole career. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just, it really wasn't too big of a shock to, to see him lead, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. Hope he succeeds out West. Yeah. So DG man, uh, what were your thoughts on it? And, and what are your thoughts on this lineup out in, out in San Diego? I know Tatis isn't back yet, but man, when he comes back, I mean, it's going to be absolutely lethal. Oh uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of like D. Uh, I know the big rumor that kind of started floating around was um, the Cardinals were going to maybe uh, get him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know much about the Cardinals' um, farm system and what kind of players they got, but I know um, the Padres gave them C.J. Abrams and then Mackenzie Gore. C.J. Abrams has been um, one of their – he got drafted first round a year or two ago mm-hmm. out of Alabama, actually. Um, he was committed to Alabama. Um so he's been he uh, he made his debut earlier in the year. I don't know if he was still in the big leagues. Uh, Mackenzie Gore is a um, really good pitcher. Uh, they got a high school a couple years ago, so they gave away two of their better prospects. But um, it's kind of crazy that all the trades we were seeing, like with them between the pod or between the Nationals and the Yankees, was like the Yankees' top five prospects and Cleber Torres, and then the Padres only had to give up their two of their top prospects and like some random other people. And got two players out of the deal. Um, so, hell of a deal for the Padres. I don't know. Y'all might know more than I do about it. Um, I'm not sure how long Juan Soto is under contract for. Um, before he, so, he's got two years left. Two I wonder if he's – I mean, you would like to think that him and the Padres and his uh, agency has already said, like, hey, look, I'm signing here no matter what. But, I mean, shit, two years from now they suck still or, or still just bottom, you know, middle of the road like they've been for the last – Two or three years, does he sign back, or is he? Because he's gonna be able to get money wherever he wants to go. Um, and then, two, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm really. I think what he'll do is, I don't think he'll sign an extension. I think he'll see what the Yankees do with Judge. Uh, mm-hmm. if the Yankees screw around and don't sign Judge. Two years from now, his ass will be in New York. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I think the Yankees would be stupid not to sign Judge. But um, y'all both know how I feel. I'm not a huge Tatis fan. I think he's super overrated. Um, mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I'm not a big believer in him. Yes, he has, yes, he has bombs. Yes, he's going to put up numbers, but I don't think he's um, all that like everybody makes him seem to be. I don't even think he's a top three or four shortstop when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's debatable. <laughs> a lot of people disagree, but I, I just, I'm not a fan. I think he's a little bit overrated. I, I think Man Machado's uh, probably the second or third best third baseman. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have probably what, in most people's eyes, one, two, three at their respective position, a shortstop, third, and right field, um, or wherever they decide to put it. So, no. so they got a hell of a pitching staff. So, I mean, shit, the Padres can make a run if uh, they get hot, you know, here in the playoffs. I mean, because um, Blake Snell's obviously kind of getting back. Um, I know what's his name just came back, Clevenger. Uh, Joe Musgrove's been on fire this year. Yep. Blake Snell's kind of getting rolling again. So, I mean, they got they got the dogs on the mound. They got – I mean, their infield is loaded now as far as bats. Once Tatis comes back, again, I'm not saying he's not good. I just don't think he's as good as everybody acts like he is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great, great trade for the Padres. Um, it's kind of funny. Like, what, four years ago the Padres were terrible, and now all of a sudden they have three of maybe the top 12 players in baseball. And so it's um, – it's interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see if they are able to sign him back with all the money they've already given Tatis and um, Machado. But obviously, I have for at least two years that I had to pay him. So, yeah, and you know that's my thing is like they, they have like a billion dollars tied up into three players. So like you know they're not going to be able to keep them for long and everything. And and you know the Soto leaving the Nationals, man. I talked to Coach Henley in the off season and. He was the former third base coach for the Washington Nationals, and he said, you know, they 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 were really wanting to work out a deal, but the Nats kind of messed everything up, man. In my opinion, they paid Strasburg, and it bit them in the ass, and that forced them last year to give up Scherzer. It forced them to give up Trey Turner, and then this year it ultimately pushed the hand to give up Juan Soto. And it hurt watching him leave, but, you know, I, I think the Nats were just in total rebuild, man, and they were like, hey, look, we just need to go get as many prospects because we've already offered him two contracts. He's turned them both down, and we think he's walking in free agency. So we can't mess up like we did with Harper and watch a, a superstar talent walk again for the second time in five years, you know, so – it, it hurt, but I'm, I'm D-Lane. I'm a D-Lane man. Like, like I heard all the trade rumors to the Yankees, and they were asking for five five of their top prospects, like a Volpe and Dominguez and uh, Waldachuk and Peraza, and, and then they were wanting Glaber Torres in there is what we heard and everything. And then all of a sudden you look over here at the Padres, and they fleece the Nats. They fleece them. That's like, hey – We'll take Soto and Bell, and we'll give you a bunch of prospects. And, you know, Mackenzie Gore uh, got a lot of promise on the mound and everything. They're really expecting him to be an elite uh, MLB pitcher, um, hopefully. So, you know, uh, like you said, C.J. Abrams, a lot of promise there. They they think that he can make a, a, a nice little impact uh, in the majors. And I just – I don't know – I think the Nats got ripped off, man. I, I think uh, they were pressing the panic button 
and you know that they, they got gypped. So it's tough for tough for baseball in in Washington right now. I, I'm not sure how you could even get excited about being a Nats fan because you're just so piss poor right now. But this Padres team, man, this Padres team said, "Hey, we either win it this year or we don't win it at all." All right, like. like we're just not going to ever win it. If we don't if we don't go for it this year, like it's all in, balls to the wall, like we're going to win the World Series, you know. And so that's my take on it is is I think Washington got gypped. I think they got fleeced. It was a panic move and they just took prospects and settled. And giving up Josh Bell with it, man, that is insane, dude. Those those four cats in the lineup come playoff time, that's lethal. It's lethal. Mm. It's lethal. I, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for anybody to get through that lineup. I mean. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have yeah, fun. We, have yeah, fun. Game series. Yeah, the National League playoffs is going to be absolutely yeah. incredible. I don't yeah. know, like, like, on the American League side, I don't know if I – mean, outside of the Yankees and the Astros, I don't know if anyone else is going to really compete with either one of them before the ALCS. I mean, they might not sweep everybody, but, yeah. man, the National League, you're going to have – shit, the Mets are probably still – the Mets or the Braves are going to win the East. You're going to have Dodgers, Padres still. Um, I think the Cardinals are good. I mean, the Cardinals pitch is not as strong as other people, but they have a damn good lineup. Um, what is it, seven teams making this year? So that's five yeah. or yeah. six teams. Or six teams. Yeah, six teams. Six teams make it. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have what? Dodgers, Dodgers, Padres, Braves, Mets, Brewers. Cardinals, Brewers, Brewers, and maybe. And I heard somebody earlier said they think the Phillies can sneak in. I don't see how it happens, but um, you never know. Because I mean, the Brewers for whatever. And that's a shit. Speaking of the Padres, talking about Juan Soto, they got Josh Hader. Yeah, yeah. the Brew the Brewers just I, they gave up. In my opinion, they gave up. Which is crazy because like they're what half game out of first place. I mean, I granted they got Devin Williams, so it's not like they don't have somebody they can just bump to that closer role. But like, why are you giving Josh Hader away with two years left on his contract as well to another team that's competing for the playoffs in your in your uh, league? I, I don't know. It was it was crazy to me. But I got another question. I know both of y'all are big, you know, or were big Nationals fans. Why do you think all these people are all these superstar players that are trying to leave Washington? Because it's not like Washington's a low. They're not like the A's. They're not like the Royals. They're not a Super low market team, like they got money. Like why? And you had shit. I mean, you had Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Max Scherzer, Strasburg. Like you had dogs. Why are they like? Do y'all have any clue? Anthony Rendon. Like, is there a reason? Like something behind the scenes we don't know about why they're all leaving? Um, I will. I will take. Yeah, yeah, I'll take this one first, D Lane and and DG. I'll be real honest with you, man. Uh, DC. Have you ever been to DC? No, I'm definitely not going right now either. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you just answered your own question there, DG. Uh, <laughs> my, yeah, uh, it's a very hard place to live, in my opinion. I was only up there a week now, but the the politics in that city 
and just the surrounding area of it, it feels really weird. It's not a baseball feel. And you know, Washington took a lot of took a lot of heat about that before they went on that World Series run. Is they were starting to say like, "Hey, Washington isn't a baseball town. Like, it doesn't have a lot of feel to it." And even when you go in the park, man, like it's a nice park, but it don't you don't have that baseball feel and everything. And like you can see the Capitol building in the background and everything, and it's just like you know everything running through your head politics like politics 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 and i can only imagine being a professional athlete and like waking up every day and living in a city where you just have to hear about politics every single day you live there and it's got to be annoying man and i think that's why all these cats are bouncing they're like hey get me out of here i could be wrong but that's my take d lane what do you got I kind of agree with you, man. I mean, you you remember when we went to D.C., man. I mean, obviously, like, when we, you know, at the time when we went, we had a good president. Um, but when, you know, like, that's just my thing is, like, obviously around the White House, there's, like, a lot of restaurants, you know. I was, like, people sit down and eat. And obviously, you know, a lot of nice restaurants. So being a professional athlete, you know, like, you want to go and, you know, have lunch or dinner by the White House. But there's people just outside the gates just 24-7 protesting a good president not now talk about back then but <laughs> um so it's like you know why if i'm a professional athlete why would i want to be in a city like you said where man you can't like you go to bed it's politics you wake up it's politics and mm-hmm. you can't even walk down the street without you know oh you know i hate this guy like oh this guy's the president I, i'm moving countries like who why would you want to live why would you want to live there when guess what you can go out west to san diego to you know to the to the dodgers and it's 75 and sunny every day you got the beach you know Mm -hmm. i mean obviously you know maybe out there is a big you know politics state too but you know at least you got the beach you know the california weather but yeah i think honestly i think the best thing for dc um obviously if you want to come like I guess kind of say like a big market and kind of draw players in, you might want to think about moving because obviously in what, two years when the election comes back up, man, it's, it's going to be hard to, you know, recruit players. We just, with, you know, every election and people just going back and forth with each other. It's just, it's not a, it's, it's something to see, obviously like seeing the Capitol and the Lincoln Memorial and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. But it's just, it's not the place to be right now. And I don't think it's the place to be, for many years to come. So mm. maybe they want to talk about going back to Montreal. You know, wow. Maybe, maybe wow. go back and bring, bring the Expos back or, you know, maybe think about moving cities. I mean, it, wow. it is what it is. Um, but the way politics are, D.C. is not the place to be. Yeah, man, I I agree, and, and I, I definitely agree with that. And like I was saying, D.G., man, it just – it didn't have that baseball feel. And if you ever get a chance to go to D.C., man, it's fun. Do it. Um, don't pass up the opportunity because it is like historically great to see and, you know, seeing Arlington cemetery and all that. And the, the unknown soldier, the tomb of the unknown soldier and everything like all that is great to see, man. And seeing the white house up close and personal, it's all cool, but it's not a city uh, for professional sports in my opinion. And, and Hey, I've, I've been with the Nats for a while, dude, but, I honestly believe that's why players get up and get out of there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
I, I loved I loved uh, talking about that right there. That was a great question, DG. Uh, it was it was uh, right on point because you know a lot of people have asked that man. You 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 look at the hall that's left and it's generational talent. You know. Yeah. So moving on from Major League Baseball on the trade deadline and Soto and everything, man. I wanted to get into this this second segment and we. Me and you, DG, we hopped on here the other night and we broke down the Florida Gators. I know you're a big Florida fan. Uh, I broke down the Auburn Tigers uh, about a week or two ago. And so we removed those two teams from our list because we've already broken them down. And we were going to pick two more teams from the SEC tonight to break down. So I'm going to spin the wheel. I got a wheel right here with the other 12 teams in the conference. I'm going to spin it. We're going to pick two teams, randomized. And we're going to break down their schedules tonight. So, I'm about to spin it. Y'all get ready. It's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. Uh, and we have, boys, we got a damn good one. We got the Tennessee Volunteers out the gate, baby. All right. We're spinning again for our second team. It's spinning, it's spinning, it's slowing down, it's rolling, it's rumbling, and it's bumbling, and we got the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, hell of a first yeah. night. Yeah, two good ones. So we got. I always expected Vanderbilt and my Mississippi State or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, D Lane, actually, before we started, D Lane was like, "So we're, we're doing this," and I was like, yeah, "Yeah." I was like, "This is who all I've already entered into the pool," and he was like, "Bro," he was like, "Leave Vandy out of it, bro." He's like, "Cause you know, like." Like, we don't really want to break down, like, Vandy's schedule. But but Clark Lee, like me and DG said the other night, he said they're on the way to being the best college football program in the country. Why well, he's smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> I need to drug test him immediately. Uh, so, who do you want? Brittany Griner drug. Oh, God. Um, Throw that one out there. <laughs> Who do y'all uh? <laughs> who do y'all want to start with first? Would y'all like to start with Tennessee or Alabama? Doesn't matter. Y'all pick. I say we do Tennessee. 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 First. Okay. Yeah, we all we both know we all three know we're gonna say for Alabama. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So Tennessee, 2022 football schedule. Uh, they're opening with the Ball State Cardinals. Wow. The old Redbirds of Ball State. <laughs> they travel to Neyland Stadium September 1st. Uh, DG, who do you like in that game? Oh, you said they play September 1st? That, that's a Thursday. So that, Love that. That's wow, a little uh, Thursday night action. A little 6 o'clock yeah. Thursday night action. Yeah, yeah. Might get Pat McAfee on the mic. Can he call it Thursday night? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Tennessee blows Ball State out the water. Um, we, we talked about this the other day. I think him and Hooker's probably going into the season, um, probably the second best quarterback in conference going into the season. I don't know if he'll be there at the end of the season, but um, uh, Tennessee, man, they're one of sneak, they're kind of like that weird team, like you never know. Like, I feel like every single season this has happened the last couple, uh, they'll come out the gates hot or they'll come out the gates kind of weak, like they'll you know start three and three or four and three, and then, like, their schedule is really, like, top-heavy, and it's, like, towards the last four or five games is really weak. I know last year I think they ended with, like, Vanderbilt, Missouri, um, like, Mississippi State, and South Carolina, or something like that. So, they, like, blew out everybody they played the last, like, couple weeks. Um, so, obviously, recently it looks like they're a fantastic team. They got this superstar quarterback coming back and um, a bunch of offensive weapons. Josh Heupel's second year. Um, I know I mean, a lot of people are on the hype train. So, 
But you never know. Tennessee might do their Tennessee thing like they always do. But obviously, week one, Ball State, that should be an issue. Yeah, D-Lane, who do you like? I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm going to hop on that hype train this year for Tennessee. And uh, obviously, week one, Ball State. Not really worried about them in Neyland Stadium. I'm going to rock with the Vols week one. Yeah. Yeah, week one, I'm rocking with the Vols as well. Nice little warm-up game because in week two, September 10th, they stroll up to Pitt, all right? They go up to they go up to Pitt, and they got Kedon Slovis uh, taking uh, Kenny Pickett's spot, and that's a high-flying offense. And Tennessee has to travel there this year. Last year, Pitt come to Neyland. It was a great game, and uh, Pitt walked away with a victory. And Tennessee's looking to return the favor. DG, who you like? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. I'll let D-Lane go first this time. All right, D-Lane, go ahead. Yeah, I think... uh... Obviously, like you said, replacing Kenny Pickett—it's um, not—it's not an easy task. Um, and like you said, they came to Tennessee, walked away with a dub, and I think Tennessee returns the favor in Pittsburgh and walks away with a nice little W to start the season two. And I, hmm. DG, what you got? Yeah, I agree with D. Um, yeah, I think I think Keaton Slovis is going to be an underrated, uh, good quarterback. He was really good at USC until he got hurt, um, but. A lot of people just think, oh, they lost Kenny Pickett, but they also lost the best receiver, one of the best receivers in college football, Jordan Addison. Um, so I don't really know what other kind of weapons they got at Pitt. So give me, um, give me Tennessee as well to start doing that. I'm right there with y'all. I like Tennessee as well. I think this offense is just going to put up numerous points. Okay, uh, I think they're lethal this year in the SEC. I like Tennessee to start 2-0. and Then uh, they, they come back to Neyland week three. They got Akron. Look, I'm on the Akron um, – I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm off the Akron train. I'm, on the, I'm still on the Tennessee train. Um, and, and I like Tennessee to start 3-0. and D-Lane, who do you like? Yeah, once again, easy game. Not really – really not really much to break down. Tennessee, 3-0. and DG. 3-0. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're all in agreement there. Um, and then September 24th, the Florida Gators roll into town, DG. All right, they roll into town. And I'll be honest with you, I think Florida is going to be rolling right back out of town, okay? Uh, I think Tennessee, uh, not by much now. I think it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight, okay? It's going to be a dogfight. But I like Tennessee to stay undefeated and move to 4-0. All right, D-Lane, who you like? Um, like you said, I think I think it's gonna be a real close game. Um, and for for me, 
I got Tennessee, and here's why, DG. I think AR gonna be the starting quarterback. He he does start off the season with two tough, two tough games with Utah and Kentucky, but this is his first road game. His first road game in front of a hundred, what, a hundred five, hundred ten thousand people. Yeah. yeah. Um, it worries me just a little bit. I don't know about you. It should, but it worries me just a little bit. And I like Tennessee to walk away with the dub, close. But I do like Tennessee to start four and zero. DG. Yeah, um, we talked. I mean, obviously, I discussed this other night when we talked about the Florida game or Florida schedule. Um, I'm kind of hoping that game is a night game, night kickoff, because I will be flying back from Key West that day. So um, <laughs> it's gonna be. I'm gonna be really. I mean, not super upset, but if Florida's three and zero and Tennessee's three and zero, and that game is like two thirty, and I'm not getting home until four. I'm be. Um, I mean, then y'all might be having to stop at a Buffalo Wild Wings over Pensacola. Because uh, I'm not missing that game, especially if it's that big of a game. Um, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm in agreement with you guys. I'm, I kind of roll, I'm kind of roll like the same reason D said. Um, I think Anthony Richard in the season is going to be better than him and Hooker. I think Anthony Richard is going to end up being the second best quarterback in the SEC. Um, and I also think he comes back. We'll get into that another another episode. But um, I think he goes in. Like I think Dalton said. I think, like I said, I had four. I have four rolling in here at three and zero. Um, rolled high. This should be a top 10, top 15, 20 matchup. Um, again, you give the, give the edge to Tennessee just simply because it's in Neyland, uh, Josh Hyde year two. Um, again, I'd love for Florida to pull the upset, but I mean, to stick with my prediction with the Florida schedule, I took Tennessee to win this one. Um, you know, we got to let them win every once in a while. They've only beat us once in the last 16 years. So, um, you know, twice in 17 years ain't too bad for us. Um, but I'll be real honest with you. I think they need to enjoy it while they can because I don't think Florida's gonna um, be falling off the fall of the wagon anytime soon with Billy Napier. So give me Tennessee. They leave four zero. Real close game, field goal, touchdown type game. So um, yeah, Tennessee four zero after week four. Yeah, we're all in agreement there. Uh, the next week they have a bye, and then the next week they travel down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We got them. The Tennessee Volunteers. We got them at four and zero. They go down to play the LSU Tigers. Brian Kelly, year one. D-Lane, who you got? Man, I, that's to me, that's one of those sneaky games. Because, I mean, walking into Death Valley, me and D's been there. We've been there at 11 o'clock. We've been there at 2.30. We've been there at 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. Man, it don't matter. Them patients, <laughs> they get rowdy. And that is by far – the toughest stadium the country's ever seen. I think it's the toughest, toughest place to play that anybody, you know, can play. Um, but I just – I don't know. But that Brian Kelly first year, LSU obviously not having a, uh, you know, a good, uh, good year last year. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with Tennessee uh, in this. I, want, I like them starting 5-0. and and uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's – I think it can very well be one of those sneaky, you know, possibly an upset games. But I do like Tennessee to pull it, walk into Death Valley and bring it, uh, bring home a dub. So I got them starting five and zero. DG, who you got? Uh, yeah, um, I'm in agreement with D. I don't know much about um, Tennessee's defense. All you hear about is how good their offense is going to be. But I also don't think LSU has any clue how good their offense is going to be. I don't know if they don't have a quarterback yet. Um, outside of Keishawn Butte, I couldn't tell you who else they even have on the team. Um, I mean, they lost yeah, a lot. I mean, some of their really good players left. Um, I know they got Jaden Daniels, 
uh, Miles Brennan for his tenth year, and then um, the freshman they got last year, which is a freshman. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not a starting quarterback. I mean, he was number one player, number one quarterback in the country um, mm-hmm. last year. Um, and man, by that week, by that time, t- uh, LSU will be what? I mean, week five, they have already, they would have already been to Gainesville. Um, Auburn. I, Auburn, I predicted them to lose to Florida already, so they'd be coming off a loss. Um, I have a little chip on their shoulder. But, and I kinda, I'm kind of like with the, I don't think LSU's going to be great. They might be like an eight and four type, type season. It, and you never obviously would look at LSU as a trap game, but that Florida game, if, if they're both undefeated, that's a massive game for um, Tennessee. But I think it benefits them having that bye week before. Um, I think if it was Florida, then to, uh, LSU back to back. You could say, you know, maybe LSU because Tennessee be riding high, maybe go in there and kind of, you know, lull over and get beat. But having a week off, kind of, you know, reset, re- uh, you know, recharge. I think they go down there. They don't, you know, Tiger Stadium doesn't affect them too much, and they uh, they roll out of their five and up. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Look, I know Tiger Stadium is a tough place to play. They play neck. They're drunk before they even enter the stadium. It's loud. It's electric. Uh, shooting the fireworks coming out and everything. I mean, it's uh, calling Baton Rouge and everything. You know, it's it's crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. But, look, LSU fans can come at me. You can get in my mentions, whatever you want to do, all right? You're finishing dead last in the SEC West this year, okay? Mm-hmm. You're finishing – you're finishing seventh, all right? I'm not drinking the LSU Kool-Aid. I think that they are going to be bottom tier this year, all right? Wow. I think they're going to be bottom tier, all right? I, I think they're – I don't think they're going to be very good. You, you, Hey, hey, guess what? You lost your best defensive player, one of your best defensive players, Eli Ricks. He went to Alabama. He went across town, all right? He That's said deuces. Rival. Huh? Yeah, he said deuces, all right? I'm out of here. Uh, y'all, are, y'all are trash, okay? So – you know, I know they got uh, Keishon Boutte and everything, but, I mean, do, does he clock out? Does he clock out after they start the season off and they get, you know, they, they lose a couple games? Does he clock out and say, hey, I'm out of here. Deuces, I'm going to the NFL. Yeah, he's, right. the first, he's the first-round pick, brother. He plays yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying is, like, they lose, like, a couple of their, you know, a couple games out the gate. You know, they go to Auburn and they lose, and he's like, hey, deuces, I'm out. Like, I don't need this shit, okay? Like, bye. And I'm just not on the – I'm not on the – I'm not on the train, the LSU train. And I think Tennessee just absolutely manhandles them, bro. I I think they go in there, and and I don't think it's close. And and I like them uh, staying undefeated, uh, 5-0. And, And look, that next week, man. uh, They're going to get pure blown out the water. I'm not going to say blown out of the water, but uh, they got that third Saturday in October uh, with Alabama coming to Neyland, DG, and that's why I say it's not going to be blown out of the water, okay? Rivalry game, they haven't beat them since, what, 2006, I think. I mean, Arian Foster was the running back at Tennessee, I believe, the last time Tennessee won. Um, But I like Alabama in that third Saturday in October. Um, and at Neyland Stadium, I think Alabama continues the dominance in that rivalry. DG, I want to get your side of it first because uh, you said it was going to be a you know a blowout. Yeah, um, 
What that'll be a two thirty game. Uh, that stadium's not going to be anything Bryce Young ain't heard before. Bryce Young, Alabama's going to be on a war path this year, man. We'll, obviously, we'll get into them in just a few minutes, but they're going to come in all the probably what six and zero. They come in and Tennessee. That place is rocking, and it stops rocking right about that kickoff's over with. Um, mm-hmm. Alabama, it wouldn't shock me if Alabama was like, like, give us the ball. Let me put my Heisman Trophy win on the field. Let me get seven. Bring your offense out there. We'll get a point ball right back. Go get seven more. Man, I obviously you'll see in a second, dude. I think Alabama is going to be so damn good this year. Um, I hate it, but uh, Hennon Hooker, by this point of the season, he won't see a defense anywhere near what he's going to see when he plays Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. Last year when he played Georgia – he didn't look too good when he played Alabama. Didn't look too good. This Alabama defense is probably better than last year's Alabama defense. Um, I mean, they do. I mean, just their front four alone. I mean, you got the front two. You don't even need all four of them. I mean, Dallas Turner and Will Anderson are going to probably have forty sacks between the two of them. Um, Bryce Young is going to compete for the Heisman Trophy again. You got one of the best running backs in the country again. I saw some shit the other day. Nick Saban came out and said that yes, last year was a rebuild season. They went 13 and one, won the Heisman Trophy. Um, so I mean, like, I think I think they're out for vengeance, man. They're out. The, if anybody gets in their way, they're just out there to put 45, 50 on them. Uh, I think the tennis. I mean, the thing is, though, like Tennessee is going to go in this game probably as a two touchdown underdog anyway, even at home. Um, so I think Tennessee leaves this game, probably leaves this game with their first loss, whatever five, six and one. Which still, I mean, you lose Alabama, you're probably not going to fall too far in the rankings. So they'll still be pretty pretty highly ranked. Yeah, um, D Lane, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. This one's kind of tough for me because like, I'm kind of kind of with you. Like going into Neyland Stadium, I think it's I think it's gonna be a little close. I think it's gonna be a little closer than DG thinks. Um, obviously, Will Turner. I mean, uh, Dallas Turner and uh, Will Anderson. Obviously, that plays a big you know a big factor with that uh, on that Alabama defense. But you know, kind of like you said, like I don't. I believe the what they say Netflix wasn't even a thing the last time Tennessee beat Alabama. So I mean, yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy to even think about. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think just obviously like DC said, like Bryce Young, he's seen you know he's seen crowds like this. Um, I really don't think the crowd's gonna affect him. Um, but I do like this Tennessee team a little bit better than uh, than last year. I think it's a little bit more mature, maybe a little bit more talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still I still think Alabama you know, walks in here, you know, still probably gets a maybe a two touchdown, you know, victory, but I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. Yeah. So what the Tennessee will be five and one with a loss to Alabama there. Um then the next week they got Tennessee Martin. I'm not spending a whole lot of time on this. Tennessee's gonna blow uh Tennessee Martin smooth out of the water. D G D Lane, do y'all both agree? Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say? No, uh, they got Tennessee Martin the next week. I mean, I think I think they're oh, going to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, and then the next week, uh, they have Kentucky coming to town. All right, I know um, Levis is getting a lot of hype. This is going to be a huge game in the SEC East. Uh, DG, who do you like in Kentucky and Tennessee at Tennessee? Uh, give me Tennessee. I think Neyland again takes a. Uh, you know, win, wins the game for him. Um, I think Kentucky's going to struggle this year. I'm not on the Will Levis train. Um, two, I don't know where they play Georgia at, but two of their biggest games in the East are away. They play at Florida and at Tennessee. 
I think they lose both. I don't think Will Levis is as good as he's there where I think he's going to be. He's definitely not better than Anthony Richardson. He's definitely not better than Hinton Hooker. Um, I think the only way, in my opinion, Kentucky wins this game is they're going to have to run the ball, which they got two of the best running backs probably in the SEC as a duo. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, I mean, I think he led – or he either led or was hot, very close to the top at SEC last year in rushing yards. Um, but, man, I, again, I, I think Tennessee is a lot better than they were last year. I mean, it's kind of crazy. They're coming off a 7-6 season, and we're kind of predicting them to be, what, 7-1 and one at this point. It's like going, going to this game 7-1. Yeah. Um, but I think they lead – I think they play Kentucky. I think they get lead this game 8-1. So. Wow. Uh, D-Lang, you uh... – Kentucky at Tennessee, what you got? Um, well, I I think I am. I think I am drinking that uh that Will Levis uh Kool Aid. I do yeah. think he is a. I I think he's a good quarterback. Um, and I mean, my bad DG. I'm gonna have to put him above Anthony Richardson. Oh I yeah, think, I mean, right I'm, now, right now, yeah. sure. I'm talking about yeah. like at the end of the season. Oh okay, okay. I was about to say. I just I just haven't seen a, enough of you know AR to put him above you know Will Levis, but uh. I, I think Kentucky's going to be pretty good. I think this is going to be a really, really good game. Uh, you know, maybe one of those, you know, who whoever has the ball, you know, last, maybe like a last possession type game. Um, but I do like Tennessee to be, what would I put them, seven and one? Eight, seven. seven one. Yeah. Seven, I do like Tennessee at Neyland Stadium to beat, uh, to beat Kentucky and be seven and one going into the Georgia game. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I like Tennessee here at home. I think that plays a huge factor. Uh, even though, you know, Kentucky's ground game, man, I'm just – I'm right – I'm kind of right there with you, man. I just don't know about the whole Will Levis thing. I, I don't know, man. I, I just – I watched him last year, and, and maybe he makes the Joe Burrow jump. You know, maybe he does. I know some people are predicting that, that – He's going to make that leap and come out this year, and he could potentially be a top-10 NFL draft pick. I don't know. I don't believe it right now. I just don't think Kentucky uh, really has – I don't think they have the guys. You know, they lost a guy like uh, – what, what was it, uh, Wendell Robinson last year? Yeah, uh, Wendell Robinson. Yeah, yeah Wendell Robinson. Uh, you know, he was their go-to guy there. Uh, Will Levis's favorite target and everything, and they just don't have that guy this year to me, uh, to go into a place like Neyland and and pick up a victory. So I'm right there with you. I think Tennessee picks up this victory. They moved to 7-1. and one. We all have – I think we all three have them at 7-1. and one. And then this following week, they travel to Georgia. And I will lead this off. And, guys, do I get a little ballsy here, right? Yeah. Do, I, do I shake some things up here, right? Does Tennessee – does Tennessee go on the road, right, and knock the Georgia Bulldogs off? Absolutely, absolutely not. They do not, D Lane. Tennessee, Tennessee loses a close one. They lose a close one. Okay, a close one. All right, but there's no way I can go against Stetson with the fade with the lines in his head right now. Okay, uh, just just a pure winner. All right. He's the mailman for a reason. He ain't losing at home, okay? I love that Stetson. All right? Catch him at a Raising Canes after a natty. All right? I like Georgia. Tennessee falls to 7-2 and two in my book. D-Lane, I know you look a little upset with that pick. What do you got? <laughs> I think I'm getting a little ballsy. Wow! Uh, here, here's my thing. Obviously, um, 
did Stetson play a, a, a big part in Georgia winning uh, winning a natty last year? Absolutely. Um, you know, after the SEC championship game, we said, man, this guy can't beat Alabama. You know, he can't do it. He just can't score the points. Yeah. You know, Alabama scares him. He proved us wrong. But don't forget that that defense was a bigger part of Georgia winning that national championship. And James Williams, Terry ACL. Huh? I said, and James Williams, Terry ACL. Yeah, played, played a big part. Hey, that's football, baby. Injuries happen. <laughs> I know. You know. And, uh, hey, but you said, though, all these Alabama fans, oh, it's okay. Somebody can get hurt. We got five stars everywhere. Wrong. Because them Twitter fingers cost you. Um, <laughs> who, 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 who was that player? Um, Ajayi, yeah, Ajayi. yeah, Twitter fingers. Yeah, I call him Twitter. I don't even call him Ajayi. I call him Twitter fingers. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, Georgia, that defense was a bigger part than Setson. And I think them losing, man, they lost a lot on that defense. And, uh, obviously, with uh, N'Kobe Dean, you know, possibly one of the best linebackers in the country uh, last year, I think Tennessee walks into Georgia, grown men barking at them. Weirdest tradition in football. Um but you got the grown men barking at you, and I think that uh, I think Hooker walks in and walks away with a dub in Athens, Georgia. Wow, he's got them eight and one. DG, what do you got? Uh, I completely disagree. Um, I think it's it's in Athens, man. That that's it's tough for uh, Tennessee, obviously. Again, I think it's one of them games, man. You're gonna be riding high. I think Kentucky. I think them and Kentucky is gonna be a good game. I think you're gonna expend a lot of energy in that Kentucky game, and then unfortunately you get stuck having to drive or having to make that long trip the next week to go see the Georgia Bulldogs. And yes, they lost a ton on defense, but they also brought a ton back. Um, they got probably one of the best defensive tackles in the country with uh, Jalen Carter. They got probably one of the best outside linebackers in Nolan Smith. They got one of the best middle linebackers in Robert Beal. They got Keely Ringo on the outside, like. Yes, Georgia lost a lot, man, but they've been recruiting so well. Like, you won't even be able to tell who they lost. Um, they got five stars all over the field. Um, they kind of turned into Alabama. I mean, like, seriously, like they don't they don't have to rebuild; they just reload. Um, I do have a bold th- this this is maybe really crazy, but I don't know that Stetson Bennett will still be a starting quarterback by week nine. Um, but I don't think that slows Georgia down because I think they have a quarterback behind him that's better. Um, and I think Georgia fans are going to be wanting to repeat. And I think if Stetson comes out the gate struggling a little bit, they don't give a shit that he won a national championship. They'll be calling for his neck in a heartbeat. Um, Jake Fromm took in the national championship as a freshman and had one bad game, and they were calling for Justin Fields already. Um, and the kid, because Justin Fields is just a better player. Uh, the kid behind Stetson Bennett is a better quarterback. Uh, his name's Brock Vandergriff. I mean, this is obviously like Super Bowl. I mean, Stetson Bennett's most likely still going to be the quarterback, um, especially if they're undefeated. But. I don't think Tennessee beats Georgia. I think Tennessee goes into Georgia. I think it's a good game. I don't think Georgia's going to. I don't. I don't think Georgia's going to blow them out like I think Alabama is, uh, because I don't think Georgia's offense is going to be that good. Um, Stetson Bennett's not, in my opinion, that good of a quarterback. He doesn't have very many weapons around him. Like your best player on offense outside of is your tight end. Like yes, you know it's good to have a great tight end. Florida had Cal Pitts a couple years ago, but you also had Kadarius Tony. You also had a couple other receivers. The best receiver for Georgia left. All right. Jermaine Burton went to Alabama. George Pickens went to the draft. The next guy's, I think his name's like Mac McConkie or something like that. And I mean, he's a good player, but he's not going to beat you by himself. Um, so to me, it's going to be one of those games. It's 17 14 type game. It's not going to be a typical, like Georgia, I think off, Tennessee's offense is going to be fine high all season um, until this game. 
I think they roll in, play them probably in second, first, second best defense they play all season in Athens. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I just don't see them coming out of that game winning. I take, I have them leaving Athens, whatever seven and two or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. All right, so me and DG have them seven and two, losing in Athens. D Lane picks the upset, has them eight and one, and then uh, the next week I'm not spending a lot of time on this. They got Missouri at Neyland. Uh They blow Missouri smooth out of the water. D Lane, DG, do y'all both agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tennessee yeah, is big. Yeah, uh, Tennessee, big, big. And then the next week, they travel to South Carolina. Once again, I'll kick this off. Tennessee uh, handles South Carolina by two to three touchdowns. Uh, D-Lane, what do you uh, what do you think? <clears throat> I think that's where the SEC East gets a little juicy. Wow. I like – huh? I said, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, going into South Carolina, I think this is Tennessee's slip-up. I think this is their slip-up game. Um, uh-huh. hear, hear me out. I understand they got Spencer Rattler. South Carolina's got Spencer Rattler. He's coming from the Big Ten. Did I mean a uh, Big Twelve? Didn't do great. You're like, man, how is this guy? If he can't, if he can't put up numbers, you know, against Kansas and Iowa State and people like that. How is he going to do it against SEC defense? Um, but hey, I think it, it's a it's a different environment. Um, South Carolina, they made that cringe. You know, video the other day and the real cringe, the coach walking in, singing with the lights off, real cringe. Uh, didn't like it one bit. But I like I like that Spencer Rather. I think he kind of like – I think I text, uh, I was texting you the other day about it. I think he he kind of went into Oklahoma thinking, you know, hey, I'm – you know, I'm, I'm the tits, you know. Like, nobody could take my spot. You know, I'm kind of walking in like he's, like he's God, you know. Like, hey, I'm here. Like, I'm the guy. And then he struggles, and then Kayla Williams comes in. Takes a spot, and now he's like, "Well, oh, you know, oh shit! Like, what do I do?" And now, so I think he is a little bit more mature. He realizes that, like, if he doesn't play good, his spot will be taken. Um, so I really like to see a. Uh, I think this is going to be a new and improved Spencer Rattler, and I like South Carolina at home, November nineteenth, as Tennessee slip up game. Wow. DG, what you got, man? I agree, one thousand percent. Um, I think after the Georgia game, I think the SEC East is wrapped up. I think Georgia's undefeated after that game. Um, there's no way they – and then after week, whatever, week uh, 10, I guess it is, for when they play Missouri, um, Georgia will win whatever game they have left and they'll officially clinch it because Georgia finished with Georgia Tech. Um, so it's not like they, they don't have one SEC game left. So uh, 
Tennessee would have two SEC losses by then. I think after losing to Georgia, I mean, it's kind of like your season doesn't really matter at that point. I think South Carolina is going to be sneaky good. I think South Carolina, I think South Carolina and Florida are kind of both on that same trajectory where it's like if their quarterback play is decent or as good as it could be, they could both have really good seasons. I don't think South Carolina has as much talent as Florida does. Um, but quarterback wise, I think Spencer Rattler is that guy. Um, I mean, I picked him in a little quarterback draft a couple weeks ago. He did. Uh, I think kind of like D said, I think he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder, kind of about to prove something like, hey, I'm still that guy. I just, you know, had a couple bad games and lost my spot. Um, Georgia, uh, Tennessee goes in, hypes y'all gone from the season after losing to Georgia a couple weeks before. Um, it's not like it's a huge rivalry game. So it's not like it's, it might be one of those games kind of hard to get up for if you're a Tennessee guy. Uh, so I think Tennessee leaves that game eight and three. Spencer Rattler puts it on. Um, and Tennessee's kind of doing what they normally do, where they just kind of fizzle out at the end of the season. So I have them leaving Columbia, South Carolina, eight and three, now in second place in the SEC behind Georgia and Florida. So, D Lane, uh, you picked a loss there. You have them at nine and two. Uh, I also I have Tennessee winning that game and being nine and two. And I'll be honest with y'all. I know you y'all two both like Spencer Rattler. Um, I'll be honest with you. He's garbage. Okay, he's 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 straight trash. All right. Um, look, look. I, I get the moving of the scenery and all that, and and I, I wish him well. I really do. I hope he does great, man. But the way he acted at Oklahoma when. Things didn't go well, and and look, dude, he doesn't keep his eyes downfield, man. He doesn't read a defense. He the first thing in his head is, when am I gonna get hit? Is there a hand in my face? Like, where's the blitz coming from? Like, his eyes are down, and there's just a lot of things to fix, man. And you're out here throwing picks against Kansas and Iowa State. And, all this stuff, man, and and I just I think there's too much there. It's a head case. Uh, I'm just not on the Spencer Rattler train. Uh, I think Tennessee blows them out, and then the next week they finish the in-state rivalry with Vanderbilt. I got Tennessee finishing ten and two. Uh, the number one program in college football goes down at home. And, uh, <laughs> man, that Vanderbilt, bro. But uh, yeah, Tennessee finishes out ten and two for me. DG. Uh, Vanderbilt, man, what do you got? Uh, I think Vanderbilt is blown out the water. I think they get uh, beat so bad that Greg Sankey considers relegating them to the uh, Sun Belt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, Tennessee wins that game. Um, finish the season nine and three. Go to the Outback Bowl or TaxSlayer.com Bowl or something like that, and uh, do their normal thing. Finish nine and three. Beat some random Big Ten team, and then we'll go in the next all season. How good Tennessee is, and all this hype with all these freshmen they got coming in, and then just do the same thing again. So uh, Tennessee goes nine and three. Not a bad season. I mean, really, up, really good upgrade from seven and six. Um, but I have them going nine and three with losses to Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Mm. D Lane, what do you got? Yeah, I got I got Tennessee big. Uh, maybe if it was a baseball series, you know, it might be a pretty good game. You know, pretty good game. But no, this is football. Vanderbilt never be good. Never think about being good. Um, I got Tennessee big. I uh, got to finish in ten and two with losses to Alabama and South Carolina. So, uh, wow. yeah. So, it's got, I, think it's, I think it's 
Yeah, it's a bold prediction, but hey, you know. Love it. I love it. That's what it is, prediction, baby. We'll see. Yeah, yeah and I, while, while we were doing this, I kind of I looked up uh, just like to see what other people around the world, country are thinking. And uh, I'm on VolsWire.USA today, and they got them beating Ball State, Pittsburgh, Akron. And then they get kind of crazy. They got them losing to Florida. Then they wow. got them losing to LSU. They got them losing to Alabama. Beat UT Martin. Beat Kentucky. Beat Georgia, beat Missouri, lose to South Carolina, beat Vanderbilt. So they have them going eight and four. Um, so it's kind of wild. You lose to LSU, Florida, and Alabama, and then they got them beating Georgia. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Hey, I mean, based on these people, man, I'm loving these guys' prediction. They got us going nine and three. So I'm kind of riding with them. I'm going to be a big college football wire people fan. But um, mm. hey, like I said, I was just kind of curious to see what other people were thinking because I mean, I. We're hearing the hype by him and Hooker and kind of how their offense is going to be, but obviously no one's really talking about their defense. Um, so I, I wasn't sure how good their defense is going to be. But we were all kind of in the same ballpark. They got them going 8-4. and four. We got them going 9-3, 10-2. Um, so I think that's, you know, pretty good predictions from all of us. Yeah, man, uh, that was that was a pretty uh, pretty pretty fun breakdown right there with Tennessee. Uh, now we're, we're moving on to our second team of the night. Uh, we got the Alabama Crimson Tide, the dynasty. Last year was a rebuild year, Coach Saban said. This year we can only expect to see, uh, I don't know how you say, a much better product. But uh, those were the words that were said is we're going to see a much better product this year. So uh, last year was a learning year, and uh, and they're coming back for, you know, some revenge. And uh, – they start out the season September 3rd at home against Utah State. All right. Not spending a lot of time on it. We know what Saban and Alabama does to these teams. Uh, they go in there, handle business real quick. I like Alabama starting 1 0. DG, D Lane, do we both agree there? Yes. Yes. Give me the 55 points for Utah State, though. I do like that. Give me wow. Yeah. Give, give me, me that. 55. Yeah. Because Saban ain't going to run it up like yeah, that, dog. Saban, like, he's he's a, gonna, you know. Yeah, he's, he's a class a, act, all right? Yeah, he's a class he's a, act. Give me the 55 points. Give me plus 55 for Utah State. But then um, next week, all right, then next week they travel out to Texas. Quinn Ewers, all right? There's a lot of hype. Coach Coach Sark was, was a saving disciple. He was on the staff. Right, the offense was high flying. It was juggernaut, baby. It was a sight to see, all right? Alabama goes out there. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. Is this a trap game? DG, what do you think? Um, who's getting trapped? Quinn Ewers? Or... <laughs> Man, Alabama's going to roll in there. They're going to beat Texas so bad. They're going to have Texas one to back out of coming to the SEC. Um, mm. Alabama's going to beat them so bad they'll have time. Their players will have time to get back home and party that night. That's crucial. Um, mm. 11 o'clock kickoff, man. Like, that don't even give the fans the most time to get hype. Um, I think the game's already sold out. I really don't understand why it's 11 o'clock on Fox on a Saturday, but um, it is what it is. Um, man, like I said a few minutes ago when I was talking about Alabama-Tennessee game, I think Alabama is going to be so damn good. Um, I think this is going to rival that team with Matt Jones a couple years ago. I think this team is going to be absolutely loaded on the offense and defensive side of the ball. Um, I think they will kill Texas. I don't believe in Texas. Uh, Texas is not back. Um, I think Texas is better than people than they were last year. I think Quinn Ewers is going to be really good. Um, I think Sark and Quinn Ewers are going to have a hell of a season next year if um, 
you know, they don't screw him over and try to start Arch or something. But this this year and it, I feel bad for Quinn. That being the second game, <laughs> starting the second game of his career against Alabama. Um, but yeah, give me give me Alabama big man. Yeah, D Lane, what do you like? Yeah, man, it's 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 not going to be fun. Kind of like Gigi said, I kind of think this is the game where Texas kind of rethinks their decision. Like, man, do we really want to play these guys? You know, year in or you know, year in and year out. Um, or, you know, every other year, whichever, if they put them on the, you know, the West or the East. Uh, yeah, I don't even think this is going to be, this is going to be close. I mean, we might be talking about Quinn Hoover maybe transferring and, you know, getting away from the SEC. Um, so, yeah, I, I got Alabama uh, big. I don't, I don't think it matters who Texas coach is. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not even going to be, I don't even know if it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, we're talking about that kind of game. I mean, kind of like D said, Alabama getting back and partying. It's like, you know, in the locker room, like, the game gets done about 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Like, what do you say in the locker room after what Alabama's going to do to you? Because now you got to sit there all night and think about what Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and Bryce Young and, you know, all these guys just did to you. Uh, you can't even enjoy the rest of your Saturday watching football because of, <laughs> uh, of what's going to happen to you at 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, I got Alabama big. Yeah, I don't, it's not even going to be close. Yeah, I, I like Alabama big as well. Um, that was that was my big thing, man. Was like, why are we playing this game at eleven o'clock in the morning? This game should be a six, a six, seven o'clock kick. It, it should be under the lights and on Fox, man. Like, like, hey, hey, we do get that Joel Clatt and that Gus Johnson though. All right, that's why I said eleven o'clock, baby. Yeah, we do get that. Now I am down for that, but. Um, moving on, I, th- I think Alabama blows them out. Uh, nobody gets trapped, DG. I was just, you know, I was piping it up a little bit, baby. Uh, next week, they got La Monroe at home. Uh, I'm not spending a lot of time on this. Alabama moving to 3-0. and DG, D-Lane, both of y'all yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, the, the, next, uh, the next week, they got Vanderbilt rolling into Tuscaloosa. We're not spending a lot of time on that. Um, the number one uh, – College football program in the country comes in to play uh, the number one dynasty in college football, uh, and I like Alabama. Both of y'all agree. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then the next the next week, all right, Alabama is riding high. They're four and zero, and they travel to the Arkansas Razorbacks October first. All right, D Lane, who do you like? Uh. I think you know there's a lot of a lot of hype with Arkansas with uh, KJ Jefferson talking about them, you know, possibly being a contender for the you know the SEC championship. I think this is the game where people realize that we are who they thought they were. You know, mm. um, Arkansas is not gonna Alabama's gonna walk into Fayetteville and possibly beat them by thirty. Um, no. I don't think Arkansas, even though I uh, I took KJ Jefferson in my in the little fantasy draft we did, um, obviously, just having Will Anderson and Dallas Turner on the, on that side of the football, you know, it's like, who do who do you double team? I mean, in my eyes, you double team Will Anderson and just hope and pray that you can handle Dallas Turner one on one. But yeah, I think this is the game where people kind of start to hop off of that uh, that Arkansas hype train. And I, I, I think Alabama walks in uh, uh, Fayetteville and handles business with ease. I, don't, I really don't know if this game is going to be close. 
I, look, D Lane, I'm 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 kind of right there with you, and I think the same thing. I think Alabama's tired of hearing about Arkansas, and you know they had that close game last year in Bryant Denny, and Arkansas they, they took them down to the wire. They could have beat Alabama right there in Bryant Denny, and I think Alabama's looking, you know, saying, "Hey, look, we're tired of hearing about the Arkansas shit." All right, so we're we're going out to Fayetteville and we're going to make a statement. And I, I'm with you. I think Alabama wins. I think by two tutties, maybe three, man. I, I honestly – I think they're on a mission this year like DG mentioned earlier. DG, what do you think? Uh, I actually think this is going to be Alabama's closest game of the season. Um, wow. I think, I think mm-hmm. Arkansas is the second-best team in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in Arkansas. I think they have maybe the third-best coach in the SEC. Um, I think Sam Pittman is a damn good coach. Um, uh, it's just like these guys that leave Saban, I think now, like leaving Saban, obviously you got a bunch of good coaches, but I think the next people people are going to start saying is like these guys that are going with Kirby and leaving Kirby are going to be damn good coaches too. Like I think Sam Pittman was with Kirby. He's turned Arkansas around in two years. I think Dan Lanning is going to do fantastic in Oregon. He was with Kirby. Um, man, like, you know, sometimes the coach just seems like he just fits. Like Edo obviously just fit. With LSU, man, Sam Pittman looks like a damn Razorback. Like, he just fits there, man. Like, he just looks like somebody who just, like, you know, make pig noises while you're blocking somebody. Man. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he just seems like he gets that. Like, KJ Jefferson, I think it's really good. Um, I know they lost Traylon Burke, but they also replaced Traylon Burke with one of the best priorities in the country with Jaden Hazelwood. Um, it's going to be rocking uh, in Arkansas that year or that game. They get lucky this year, Arkansas does. Last year, they were riding high, man, really had all that hype, and they had got stuck, and I had to go play Georgia week four in Athens. This year, week three or whatever it is, week four, you get Alabama at home. Um, I do think Alabama leaves 4-0, but I think it's just a game just like last year, like maybe, you know, like D said earlier with the Kentucky-Tennessee game. I think this turns into a game whoever has the ball last wins. Uh, but give me Alabama. I think just because Bryce Young was just a little bit, you know, a little bit better than obviously uh, Katie Jefferson is. Defense is going to, you know, be obviously better than Arkansas's defense is. Put a little pressure on KJ Jefferson. Um, make some kind of mistake towards the end of the game. Uh, Alabama wins by a touchdown or so. So, give me Alabama. But really, really good game. All right. Hey, guys. Um, uh, I got Dalton Harvey in here. Uh, he's a big Alabama fan. I was going to let him jump in here real quick and and say, say a little bit about uh, Alabama. Is that cool with y'all? What's up, D? What's up, dude? You set me up, man. I thought I was just coming in to listen. I didn't have a shirt on, nothing. I had an Xbox headset on. I was playing MLB The Show. (laughs) Uh, Man, I I, I got you. I sent you the invite um, because we were were breaking down the Alabama schedule tonight. And uh, that's what we were. We were kind of hopping in here and uh, we got them at at what is that five and zero? Oh, they they're going to Arkansas, and we all three picked them to to take down Arkansas. And and uh, October eighth, man, they got Texas A and M rolling into Tuscaloosa. And uh, I, D, I want to kick it to you, um, Don Harvey. I want to kick it to you, man. Uh, Texas A and M rolling into Tuscaloosa. We know all the shit that is been talked uh, but between both of these head coaches and everything, man. What do you see happening on this Saturday? I mean, that's got to be probably right now the hottest ticket in football, regardless of the game, regardless of the team. I think everybody expects Nick Saban to come in and, 
and put his foot on Jimbo's throat and not mm-hmm. let off. I mean, you know, that's not saving in the past so much, but I mean, everybody, it, it was already going to be a revenge game. They beat him last year in, in college station, which it was a good game. It was a great game, but I mean, I expect hopefully by that point, Alabama's going to have to get some snaps at receiver. We don't know what we have at receiver. I mean, we got some guys coming back. We got some good transfers coming in. But at the end of it, I mean, how many guys have caught meaningful balls outside of Corey? I think that's his name. But, um, yeah, I mean, I fully expect Alabama. Alabama needs no motivation for that game. And and that's, that's a big key. They need no motivation. And a lot of times the way Alabama's been rolling through folks, they come out lackluster. They come out with no motivation. You look at a lot of games last year, the LSU game, the Auburn game, the A&M game, of course. They had no motivation. They got beat. They should have got beat. But, I mean, it's a hot ticket, man. I'm going to try to find my way to Tuscaloosa if I can. It, it should be a great ball game. I love that, man. D-Lane, I, I, uh, I'm interested to hear what you got to say about this one. Man, well, let's get uninterested. Um, the Calzada, the Calzada <laughs> killer, um, you know, he came came to Auburn. Uh, they don't have don't have him, and uh, really and truly, I kind of like he said, like you know, it's the hottest ticket on the market. Man, I, I looked at ticket prices. There's no way I spent two hundred thirty dollars. <laughs> um, for the for the 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 raping that's about to happen in Tuscaloosa. Um, mm. if I'm gonna piss off anybody on Alabama's team. The last person I'm picking is Will Anderson. Um, man, I mean, I, I feel bad for Texas A&M's quarterback. Um, even if they had Calzada going into Bryant Denny after all the stuff that's been going on, the shit talking, that's just that's just not one team you talk shit to. You don't talk shit to Nick Saban. You definitely don't talk shit to Alabama. And I just don't think it's going to be a good night for Jimbo. Um yeah, it's, I think it's going to get ugly quick. Um, we might have to find us another game by halftime. And it's uh, – yeah, I like Alabama big. DG, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think Jimbo's a fraud. Uh, I think Jimbo's – I think Jimbo sees he'll start getting hot after this game because um, he's going to be getting blown out again. Um, yes, they beat him last year, man. But like everybody – like like you just said, man, Alabama came in that game – Thinking they had that one in the bag, didn't play great. They still damn sure should probably should have won a game. Um, Bryce Young puts on a show. Will Anderson is going to put on a show. And I think not only did they piss Will Anderson off to start with, but then they had that dude that played for him last year that came out and tweeted something like, "Hey, didn't this guy only have like half a sack last year against us?" And he's like, "All right, well, you know, now, now I'll just go get six and a half sacks in your chance." Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember when we went. We played golf. We were playing golf the day that Texas a had their spring game. Like their three quarterbacks combined only threw for like ninety-seven yards in the spring game or something crazy. Um, they don't have a quarterback. They haven't named one yet. I mean, you got Haynes King. They got a Connor Weigerman kid that was number one, number two quarterback or whatever last year. But I mean, outside of that, uh, Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. 
products that don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Like, no one knows what the quarterback situation is. They got five stars all over the field, but they all play in the same position. They're all defense linemen. So, um, that don't matter if you can't score. I don't think I'll be, I, and it being a Tuscaloosa man, I just don't see it being a good game for uh, Texas a and I think Alabama rolls. Uh, I think Alabama owns the state of Texas this year. Um, and, and like I said, I think Jimbo's seat starts to get hotter for this game. So, uh, y'all remember two years ago, the COVID season, A&M, they went, what, 10-1 and or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. um, their only loss was in Bryant-Denny, right? Uh, and you remember what happened to them. You know, they were saying, oh, well, we should make the playoff. You know, we should be the 14. Well, you got beat by four touchdowns, okay? All right. You got beat by four tutties in Bryant-Denny. This year, you might get beat by five, all right? You might get beat by six. They might put 55 on you, all right, because you've been running your mouth. And my biggest thing with A&M is you're putting yourself as a program on Alabama's level, and you're not there. You're never – you've never been there. And you're trying to put yourself there, and you're not. And now you're – like you said, DG, they're attacking – one of the greatest football players in the game right now, Will Anderson, and and t- talking shit on Twitter to him. Like, that's the last person you probably want to talk shit to. They have the clear advantage at quarterback. Alabama, you know, Bryce Young is going to dice these dudes up. Who is Texas A&M going to start at QB? Max Johnson? That's who you went and got out of the transfer portal? Was Max <laughs> like, come on, dog. Like, come on, man. It's just – it, look, your 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 best wide receiver. He just got a, a gun charged with a little bit of Brittany Griner on him, and uh, you know, and and he went to jail and everything. Charges get dropped and all that, and it's just your program spiraling right now. And I think after they get blown out, I'm with you, DG. I think the people out in Texas, the big money spenders, they start saying, "Hey, look, uh, this this is eight and four forever." All right, and that's what I've always uh, said about Texas A&M is they will always be an eight and four program. Some years they'll go ten and two, but they just they ain't got what it takes, man. And I'm kind of like you. I think Jimbo's a fraud. I, I really do. I, I think he's a fraud. So I like Alabama to beat Texas A&M, and that puts them at what six and zero, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, and then the next week they uh, they go to Tennessee, man. Uh, Tennessee, they go to Neyland Stadium. Uh, D Lane, I know we just broke Tennessee down and everything. Uh, what do you What do you got to say about this one? Yeah, I mean it's uh, going into Neyland Stadium. Uh, you know, kind of like we just talked about. I'm gonna just keep it short. We just talked about Bryce. He's you know he's seen the hundred thousand people. Um, I don't think okay. it. I, I don't think it affects uh, Alabama. You know, kind of like we just said, Tennessee ain't beat them uh, since you know Netflix wasn't even a thing. So. Uh, that's it's mind blowing to think about that. It's been that long since Tennessee has beat Alabama, but you know we we just talked about it. Alabama uh, walks in. I think it's a little closer, um, but yeah, still got still got Alabama. I mean, yeah, DG, what do you like? Yeah, like we said, we like I said a couple of weeks ago, man. I think that's where the Tennessee hype kind of starts to slow down. I think Alabama blows their doors off. 
Um, I think they go in and they quiet down Rocky Top. So Alabama leads that enough. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I actually think that this is going to be uh, one of Alabama's uh, toughest tests, but I do think Alabama comes away with the victory. Um, I know some people are predicting that they get knocked off, and so I've seen people on Twitter say, like, you know, it's due theory, it's due time and everything, Tennessee with the high-flying offense. I think that's crazy talk, but I do think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, D. Harvey, man, what do you think about this one? Uh I think this is Alabama's probably biggest test of the season, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be coming in on a huge job beating Texas A&M. And, I mean, you look years past. How do you beat Saban? You outscore Saban. And I mm -hmm. think this might be the one team on their schedule that can do it. I, I still think Alabama wins, but I think this is going to be the biggest regular season test. Don't talk – not talking about SEC championship if they get there and so on and so forth. But as far as regular season, just – that big, big high of winning and beating Texas A&M the way I think they're going to, and then coming into a Tennessee team that's not going to be scared of them. They're not mm -hmm. going to be scared. They're not going to expect to get rolled over. They might, but they're not going to expect to. They hang around mm -hmm. for a half, and then you never know. I like Alabama, but I think it's a big test for them. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I agree. And then uh, Alabama, you know, they, they get Mississippi State at home. Uh, the air raid and everything, I just uh, – I don't think Mississippi State's got what it takes. I think Alabama uh, just rolls right over them. D-Lane, DG, what do you all think? Yeah, the whole – I like, I like you know, the Mike Leach uh, interviews, you know, keep him around, you know, but uh, keep him around just for that reason because this whole air raid <laughs> offense, uh, it doesn't work in the SEC. It never will work. Um, in the SEC, man, you got to run the football. you got to have a balanced offense. You know, RPO, uh, you can't – especially a team like Alabama, you can't let a team like Alabama of that caliber sit there and let them know that you're throwing the football. You know I mean? Look That's at, so you know, to beat, to beat Alabama and to beat, you know, Nick Saban, man, you've got to spread – got to go sideline to sideline. You've got to spread Alabama out. And uh, it's just – you can't you can't throw the ball 50, 60 times against Alabama. It's just not going to work. You've got to have a balance attack with you know a little bit of rpo and you just got to play a you know a perfect football game and you got to have a balanced attack and spread alabama out and that's just not something that uh that mike leach and that, that air raid offense can do so i like alabama big obviously at home uh, like i'm big over mississippi state dg what you like yeah man same here i don't think mississippi state's worth a damn uh, I hate it, man. Because it's crazy because, like, if you look, you know, if you look through the years, man, Mississippi State's had a good quarterback, you know, for the last few years. I mean, yeah, Dak, then you had Nick Fitzgerald, and then now they had Will Rogers for three years, man. Will Rogers is a damn good quarterback, but I mean, Mississippi State don't have a lot of talent around him. Um, you can't throw the ball seventy-five times in the SEC, and, you know, expect to win. Um, you're in the SEC West; that's hard enough as it is. Um, yeah, Alabama blows their doors off too. D. Harvey, what you think, man? No doubt, man. Uh, I mean, you're letting Will Anderson and Dallas Turner pin their ears back and go get to the quarterback for for 80 snaps if that's what they, they pull off. It's, it just don't work like that. Not a chance. Alabama big four interception yeah. game for whoever, uh, whoever starts center for Mississippi State. Yeah, man, I, I agree right there. I think Alabama big. And then, man, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one. I told you all how I feel about LSU earlier. 
uh, Alabama travels to LSU, and we know Alabama. Uh, that's their that's their away stadium, you know. Uh, I think Alabama beats the ever living piss out of LSU. It's not even close. I, do we all three agree on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, without say, a doubt. Yeah, it'll probably be a yeah. night game. Doesn't matter. It don't matter if it's 11, 12, mm-hmm. 2, 7. It doesn't matter. Alabama big. Let's Brian go. Kelly rethinks his decision of coming to LSU, and he might ask if he can go back to that independent Notre Dame, go back to that Catholic <laughs> school. So That's going to so, break hearts, too, that, uh, that whole Brian Kelly situation. They got a lot of faith in him. They're going to break some hearts. Um, then, you know, um, that, that November 12th, man, they go to Ole Miss. All right. We all have Alabama still undefeated. They go to Ole Miss, uh, the house of, of Lane Kiffin. Um, in, in my opinion, um, I, I, I just look, Ole Miss lost some dudes on defense. They lost to Sam Williams cat and everything. And, and then you're placing, you're replacing Matt Corral and, um, you got Zach Evans coming in at running back and all that, but man, they just lost a lot in my opinion. And and I know they've got Dart coming in at quarterback, but man, there's just so many holes to fill at Ole Miss, and they're they're trying to fill them with the portal and everything. I just don't, I'm not, I'm not sure about Ole Miss, man. I think Alabama wins big. Um, I, I I really don't. I think it's by you know two or three touchdowns, honestly. Uh, DG, what do you feel like, man? Uh, yeah, um, I think this is going to be a little better game. People have probably going to look at it on paper. Uh, I think by then, Jackson Dark's going to kind of have his feet, you know, gotten his feet wet, um, mm-hmm. kind of figure out the SEC by then. I think they're going to have maybe sneakily the best running back in the SEC um, is Zach Evans. Um, Zach Evans is a stud. It's crazy. It's, it's wild because um, when he was a freshman, when he was coming out of high school, uh, it was kind of weird recruitment. He's committed to Georgia, like, silently. Then he decommitted, signed to Florida, like, committed to Florida decommitted, signed with Georgia, and then, like, got out of the sign and ended up at TCU. Um, it, was, it was really a strange thing because he was from mm-hmm. Texas, um, played obviously a year or two, I think, at Texas or at TCU, transferred to Ole Miss. Um, and remember last year when uh, Ole Miss and Alabama played, like, obviously they tried to ride, you know, Matt Corral, and they didn't have much of a run game, and they tried to run the ball a little bit too much. This year I think they're going to have a little bit better of a run game. Um, it's going to be in uh, Oxford. I think Alabama ultimately wins the game, but I don't know if Alabama – this is going to be, to me, outside of the um, Arkansas game, I think this might be Alabama's – one of their tougher games. Um, so, give, but still give me Alabama by 14. I mean, I don't think yeah. – I don't think Alabama – everybody on Alabama's schedule this year is getting beat by at least two touchdowns, even though the game might seem closer. D. Harvey, what you got, bro? Uh, we avoid the Lane Kiffin magic, man. I mean, he just pulls <laughs> rabbits out of hats. I don't know what to say. He's – He's a magician at that sort. I think losing Matt Corral is just going to be too much, man. I don't care who's coming in. That kid's going to have six, seven starts under his belt. I mean, Alabama on a Saturday night or a Saturday afternoon is going to be nothing like he's had coming in prior. I think Alabama wins. I don't know what to expect that old Miss. I wouldn't shock me if they had ten wins because of Lane. wouldn't shock me if they had six wins. So, I agree. I agree 100%. D-Lane, what do you got, man? Uh, overall, I'll just go ahead and start. I, I got Alabama winning, but um, I kind of I kind of do agree with D. I think this game could be a little bit closer. I mean, obviously, you know what a birthday present it would be um, for the lane train to derail Alabama, but it just won't <laughs> be this year. It just won't be this year. 
Um, yeah, I mean, kind of like D said, you know, Jackson Dart, I think he kind of settles down. This is, what, the ninth, tenth game of the season. Um, so I think he'll kind of figure it out a little bit. And, you know, as we saw last year, you know, Lane, he's such a he's, – he's just a, you know, a, a – He's got like hot, you know. He's like hot hair, you know. You never know what he's gonna do. Like he started off uh, last year's game, went for it on fourth down. He got it. Well, then he turned around, and did it again. And to me, you lost. You lost the game at that point last year. I mean, were you possibly gonna win the game? You know, probably not. But to me, that's when you automatically lost the game. Was the first five minutes when you tried to go for it both times. Uh, you got it the first time, then you missed it the second time. Instead of taking your three points and automatically, you know, putting Alabama. You know, behind. Um, but yeah, I mean, just when it comes down to it, I just don't think this is the year for uh, for Lane. I think it's close, but I think it's uh, and by close, I mean you know, fourteen. I think that's about as close as a game that Alabama's going to have this year. So I do, uh, I do like Alabama to walk away nine and zero. Yeah, nine and zero. Yeah, um, that'll be that'll be ten and zero. Ten and zero. Ten and zero, and then they got Austin P. I ain't spending a whole lot of time on that. Uh, they'll they'll be eleven and zero, and then they got the Iron Bowl. They welcome in Auburn uh, to Tuscaloosa. Unfortunately, I see my Tigers going down. Um, you know, I'm not going to comment on that game because I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Okay, I don't know. We saw last year wild shit happens. Uh, T.J. Finley. You know, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, he almost beat Alabama last year. You know, I mean, he got arrested today on a scooter eluding police, and that's the best. Hey, that's that's the best I've seen him move around since he's been in <laughs> Auburn. All right, uh, let's be honest. So, um, Auburn just got a lot of question marks, man. No way they go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. D. Harvey, what you what you think, man? Man, my, I've made one college football bet right now so far and that's Auburn over five and a half wins paying a little juice on it but I like Auburn to start five and oh mm-hmm. then they hit a brutal 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 stretch one of the it's Auburn they always play probably the most brutal stretch in college football when you stack on playing Georgia every year Alabama so on so forth but yeah I just don't think they'll have enough to go into Tuscaloosa and uh beat them hey by the way D Lane I think you made the best comment about Ole Miss if Lane Kiffin can coach without his heart on his sleeve and actually coach, not with emotion. I think they, they'll they do a lot better because you're right. They, he lost in that game last year. For sure. Mm. Yeah. D-Lane, um, Auburn and Alabama, what do you got? Yeah, man, with this with this being in Alabama, um, obviously, you know, we got the we got the Bryce Young killer. I mean, we got Calzada um, coming in, <laughs> but it's just – this game in in Kyle Field, you know, you ain't got the twelfth man. You got uh, you got one hundred and eight, hundred nine thousand people in Bryant Denny, uh, screaming at you. Um, and this Alabama defense is it's gonna be it's gonna be outstanding. Um, I do like that bet though that Auburn over five and a half. Um, I do like that. I think they they should sneak out six wins next year. And that's kind of like you said, you know, it was the we played Georgia, and then you know it was like. I believe like we got a bye week, and then it was like we turned around and played Alabama, you know. And then they were like, "Okay, well, we'll help y'all out and move Georgia up in the schedule." But then you put Georgia and LSU back to back, so it was like, did you really help Auburn out like with that tough yeah. that tough schedule? It's in my eyes, no. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, this game, 
Yeah, it's the Iron Bowl. You never know what's going to happen. Obviously, like you said, we saw last year with TJ Finley. Um, we should have beat Alabama. Some questionable offensive uh, play calls. Um, throwing the football with six minutes left. Threw a fucking first down <laughs> interception. I mean, it still haunts me to this day. Um, but it is what it is. You know, it's the Iron Bowl. Never know what's going to happen. But I think we kind of know this year. Uh, I like Alabama at home uh, over Auburn. So it, we'll see. So DG, crazy DG what, what do you got, DG? Yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, I don't think it's close. Uh, I think Alabama, I think Alabama just kind of continue. I know it's the Iron Bowl and it's one of those weird games you just kind of never know. But man, I think like I told you earlier when we were talking about Tennessee, I think Alabama was on a war path. I don't think Alabama will let anybody get in their way. Um, I think this is going to be one of the most motivated Alabama teams you've seen in a while. I think they, I think they know they let one slip away last year. I don't think, I think they know Georgia as a whole was not better than them. Um, man, I think, like I said, I think they're going to beat everybody handily this year. With Auburn coming into um, coming into uh, Tuscaloosa, I don't see it being close. I, I think this could be one of those, you know, like two has seen, you know, his his last game where they beat y'all like 49 to seven or whatever it was. I could see um, something crazy like that going on. So give me Alabama big. I think Alabama goes 12 and 0. I think Alabama runs the table. I think they're undefeated and they're the best team in college football um, from day one. No doubt. I'm I'm the same way. D Lane. I'm up, oh, up. Oh. D Lane. Not this fast background. Wow. What do you got, D Lane? I think, uh, you know, episode, several episodes ago, we made our national championship predictions. I'm rocking. I'm rocking with that little buck out in Ohio State, baby. I'm rocking with that CJ Stroud. <laughs> uh, uh, I know Bryce Young. I know Bryce Young's good. Um, obviously, you know, won the Heisman Trophy, and but just the Auburn game, obviously, in Jordan Hare, uh, yeah, that's a tough environment. Um, what was Joey B? He said that Jordan Hare was one of the toughest places that he had played in, and so obviously, I mean, he's he's the Heisman Trophy, but to me, in my eyes, I think CJ Stroud is arguably the best quarterback in college football, and I do like them Ohio State Buckeyes to possibly give. I, obviously, I think it's going to be them in Alabama. Those are my national champion uh, championship game, and I'm rocking with CJ Stroud. I think. Uh, Man, I like D Harvey. Yeah. D Harvey, what you feel like? No, nah, I mean, I, I I like this. I think it's Alabama, Ohio State. I'm curious to see who your yeah. other two that you have in the playoff are. I didn't I didn't catch that as far as who else. Who are the other two teams y'all have in the playoffs? Because I mean, the way Ohio State looks and the way Alabama looks, you got to have them two in the playoffs. So who else is there? Oh man, um, um, I look. I'm not a believer in Clemson. I don't. I don't, I don't think they're going to be back this year. Uh, I'm not sure about NC State. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to be two teams from the SEC again. Um, and then I think the the final team is going to come from out west. I think it's either going to be Utah or USC. Uh, I know a, a lot of a lot of people, you know, call me crazy on that USC pick, but I, I think I think there's going to be Alabama. I think it could possibly be Georgia again, Ohio State, and whoever. USC. Yeah, and USC. So that would be my four for real. I love the USC man. I uh, if I'm gonna if I had to put money on somebody to win it all, it's going to be USC. Not because mm. I think they're going to do it. I think the money's there. 
You're yeah. Alabama's, Alabama's three to one. Ohio State's probably three and a half to one, something like that. You can get you can get USC at twenty five to one. If I have somebody in the playoffs at twenty five to one, you know what I'm saying? I got a fighting yeah. shot with, with great odds. I like USC out west. I'm not a believer in Georgia. Georgia's gonna uh, have to go through what Alabama's went through for a long mm. period of time with Nick Saban is losing so much and having to rebuild. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I think if if Tennessee beats Georgia, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. At Love all. that. Would not Love be that. shocked at all. If I had to put my right, money right now, put put my money on Tennessee to beat Georgia. I just not a firm believer in Georgia. I'm not a firm believer in Clemson, unless yeah. they find somebody that can that's under center because that kid is not the answer. Yeah. He is yeah. not the answer. So I mean, give me Alabama, Ohio State, USC, and. Lord knows, Lord knows who else. Georgia might find a way in there. You might find another SEC team. Clemson plays McDonald's State four out of the last five weeks of the season, so they might get in there. But, yeah, man, Ohio State and Alabama is going to be the class, and I hope they got to go through each other to win it. I really mm. do. That, that would be – I think C.J. Stroud's a real deal. I think Smith and Jigba is a real deal. Uh, I forgot that kid. He was a freshman running back for Ohio State last year. That kid's a real deal too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's uh, it's gonna be fun, man. This year's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a, a freaking blast. I'm excited. It's freaking two weeks away, man. Uh, but fellas, I'm gonna wrap it up. I gotta go pack. Uh, you guys Big know I'm getting married. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting married Saturday, and I gotta go get ready for my honeymoon. Pack everything up. Uh, got a lot of shit to do tomorrow. So uh, just want to let everybody know that listens to the podcast, man. Next week, I will not be doing an episode with these guys. Uh, I will be in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and I will be relaxing. And the following week, we will get back on here. We will uh, we will break down two more SEC teams, um, and, and we'll keep this thing going. So, guys, I appreciate you joining me tonight. And with that, we'll catch you on the next one. We're out. Absolutely. Y'all, thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.